Hi everyone, welcome back to another edition of Crackheadaholics. It's been a while. There's no commitment in this anymore, so I'm just doing whatever. Um, anyways, so today's topic is not very crackheady, actually. It's more serious? Maybe not serious. I don't really know what term to use for this. But as the title says, it's about me being an entrepreneur or yeah i was one not anymore i don't think so so um just to start off i'll start off by i already said that i will start off by giving you my story so when i was younger my parents never really believed in the entire allowance for the kids thing to them that was non-existent so they never really gave us money except for like a dollar for food at school but they didn't really how do i say this enjoy giving the money so every time they gave the money they would go ah, here you go like that as if they they really didn't want to do it but they're like right they need to eat right and then they would give us the money so for a very long time i lived like this and i think i only started receiving the food money when i was like in year four that's when i went to school by myself i took the bus i took the purple bus and i went to school by myself so that's when they had to give me money so they gave me money for school And as you can imagine, no allowance means literally no savings. So I couldn't get anything I wanted. I always had to ask my parents and their answers 90% of the time is no, earn and buy the thing yourself. And honestly, saying this to your kid is such a bad idea. It does no good. Why do you have to make them feel like something that they want that you as a parent can afford is a burden? It does not make sense. Yeah. Like why why my parents taught thought it will teach us the importance of money and spending but really all it made me feel like was a burden and i always wondered how we were actually kind of well off but i could not get a damn bag i really like so i decided that i should do something about it and i remember this very very clearly around june or july of 2015 i think that was when i was 15 <clears throat> i came across a bag on instagram someone was taking pre-orders for it At this time, IG shops were like really rare. It was just a startup. Everyone was just starting out doing this entire IG um store thing, and there was only a, around a handful to be honest. And in the caption, it said $15 each. And I think I texted the seller. I'm not sure what I asked, but she said uh 12 each if you buy 3 or more. And it gave me an idea. Why not? I offered this to my classmates. but show them the original post that said it was $15. Honestly, I'm not entirely sure if that was ethical considering that they did not know my intentions of wanting to make a profit. Now that I think back on it, maybe I shouldn't have done that, but I was 15 trying to come up with a business idea so I could get some extra pocket money. So, if friends, if you're listening to this and if you remember that drawstring bag, the graphic designed one that I sold to you, Um I I I I if it was wrong I'm sorry I apologize right now. <laughs> I I um, uh, you know okay <laughs> now that I keep thinking what I kind of feel bad but I I I genuinely did not have any bad intentions okay I just I just thought that if I say it's mine they probably wouldn't support it. That's what I thought. I I I had this mindset that everyone hated me. So it was really hard. So I took the orders from my friends and got a heap of them like 15 or 16 bags something like that 
And as you can imagine, I made a profit. And I think that's when it occurred to me that business might be the one for me. With this, I can get the things that I want, right? Well, I thought. And then my dad is a businessman. And I knew that he'll likely encourage it, you know, especially if it meant they'll spend less money on one kid because that kid has making her own money. So good for them. So I asked my dad during a car ride, I said, can I start selling things online and buy the products on Alibaba using your card and I'll give you the cash for payment? And he was like, oh, sure. So I started. I didn't use Alibaba. I mean, I did use Alibaba for a while, depending on the things. But I also used AliExpress a lot because you can buy one quantity from it, like the very small quantities. So I did that. And I launched my IG and started selling. I think my first ever products were like the bags, the drawstring bags that are like 3D printed or like graphic printed drawstring bags. And I started gaining popularity. And like I said, this is when IG stores were rare and I confidently can say that I was probably one of the first to start, in Brunei at least. The cost of my first ever pre-order was $300. The cost of it. The money that I had to pay the sellers. And I profited around 100 to $200, I think. I'm not sure. I don't remember. And I sold a variety of things like this for around four to five, not, four to five months before my dad grew tired of me using his credit card. So he, he created a BIBD account for himself under his name and just handed over the card to me and told me to do whatever I was doing. He was like, here it is, continue. Um, I don't want my credit score to be showing me buying random bags on the AliExpress. So here it is, use it. And this is yours, but it's under my name. So he did that. This was great too, because before that I only accepted cash from my customers. So some of them had to come to my house and pay me in cash. So they can't, so that was, to think about it, that was very inconvenient. Um, so having BIBD was a huge bonus since people can just bank in. And in this edition, I got even more customers and I learned what postlaju was. I learned about it. And then I asked like the staff in my dad's office. I was like, postlaju ni apakan? And then like I would like uh, gain a bit of help from them. And this made me even more popular now that I can offer shipping. And I was honestly making quite a bit of money that even my dad took notice and he was proud. And I don't know if he was proud of me or he was just acting like he's proud so he could brag to anyone, brag to everyone. Oh my God, my English. Excuse me. So he'd brag brag about it. He'd be like, oh, my daughter has a business. So that was that. I spent the money that on things that I couldn't have, like materialistic things. I'm a materialistic person in general, so it worked out. And I got my grandma a phone, like a new phone for her to use, like a touchscreen one with WhatsApp and things like that. And I enjoyed the process. I enjoyed the bookkeeping, the order taking, the communication with my customers, the customer service. I enjoyed all of it. So I continued not only because of the money, but because I liked it. And it was fun. And I had like almost 10k followers. The only downfall was that at the time, you had to collect everything from the MPC, Mail Processing Center. If you guys order things online, you guys will know what this is. And every single thing, everything, not a single thing came to your place. And this was so tedious because I had to bother my dad or my driver or someone to drive me there after school so I can get my stuff. And I practically lived there after school because the process was so damn slow. If you guys go there now and you think the process is slow, 
back then it was slower i spent around like three hours or yeah three hours usually up until closing time just waiting for my stuff now it's like an hour max that i went a few weeks ago and it was like in like 40 minutes but back then it was so long uh, thinking about it my drivers were really patient with me they had other jobs their their job was not just to pick us up from school but they had like their own other job and they were really patient and i'm actually really grateful for that and i was patient too i can't believe i sat there for three hours two to three hours man i was such a hard worker <laughs> and my target market was people like me my age those who did not have access to a debit card or a credit card and people who did not know how the online shopping thing works or people who were too scared to attempt it on their own. That that was my target market. And I did this thing, you know, for a few, a few years and I was going strong. I was big and I was successful in my eyes at least. I feel like if I had the same success now, I'd be featured in like UBD Inspiracy of the Month or something like that. But I don't anymore. Yeah, and this, that, that story is going to come. It's going to come. Just wait. So at the time, I had enough money to get my first ever flagship phone. It was a Samsung S7. I loved that device. And then I got my own laptop. And then right a week after that, I got my own f first ever DSLR camera. And I was the happiest at the time. I was so happy that I, that these things are the things that my parents would not get for me. Like a flagship phone, why do you need that? Uh, a camera, why do you need that? It's something that they will never even consider get, getting for me. And being able to get that with my own money that I worked hard for was very rewarding. But anyways, here's where the bad thing comes in. This is where I fell off, I guess. So around, I believe at the end of 2018, I had more ideas to expand my store. I wanted to create a new IG like, like to sell something specific because my main IG was a mix of like hundreds of products. So I created an account. I think if I'm not mistaken, it was a focus for phone cases or customized phone cases, if I remember correctly, that is. But a few weeks later, I didn't really like the idea of having two different accounts because of the follower count because the main one had like like 10,000 and the new one it was just starting to gain and I didn't like that. So I decided to just delete the new one. And here's where everything went wrong. We have reached the climax, the peak, guys, the peak of Aisha's entrepreneur life. Okay? From here on it does not go up. That's it. So to delete an IG account, you have to give your email and password associated to your account on the inst on Instagram web. And I can't remember exactly what happened. I have no idea why I made this stupid mistake. But at the time, I had multiple IG accounts. I can't even remember what those accounts were for. I think it was definitely me trying to expand it to different quote-unquote branches. Like one store sells this, one store sells this, but they're all under my store like that and i made a mistake and i deleted my main account the one with ten thousand followers let's take that in for a second i made a stupid mistake 18 year old me made a stupid mistake forgetting which email and password was associated with what account and deleted my main account oh my god it was so stupid Thinking back even now, oh my god, how stupid was I? 
How could I have been so careless? Gosh. But anyways, that happened, and you can't recover. And the the time if you delete, if it's done, there's no going back. There's no temporary disable or anything. Once it's done, it's done. I even googled ways to recover, but it just wasn't possible. So there, my account that was making like four figures a month just gone, gone, poof, poofed into thin air. Just it was just gone. It was just non-existent at that point. I I was so shocked. I just laid in my bed. And I was so mad. And I was just like staring at the wall. I was like, "What did I just do? What did I just do? What did I just do? Did I just... Did I just... What did I do?" And I was stunned. And but but I didn't really give up that easily. I mean, how could I? I was making a lot of money. Why why would I? I was not gonna give up. And the the second account that I created, that the one that I actually wanted to delete. I started that up again and used the same username as my main account with a one letter difference. I think I had another E at the back or something like that. And I posted on that account what happened. I was like, "Hey, I'm actually this account, and this happened, and that account is gone." And people found me easily and they understood. And my following slowly increased again, but it wasn't like how it used to be. At this time. The IG marketplace was saturated. It was it was pretty saturated at that time. Like now, it's completely just more like a store. But back then, it was like it was saturated, um, about like fifty percent, fifty. I don't want to give a random number. Is it was pretty a, a lot. So there was accounts selling things everywhere. So I didn't make much. My four figure earnings went down to three, and then A level came around, and I was busy, and I wasn't active with my promotions. So my sales simply just died out at one point. I'd get an order once every week or two weeks, and then I had to go on a hiatus, cause because at the end of two thousand nineteen, I had to fly back to India because I was over the age of eighteen, and my student pass ended, so I can't stay in Brunei without a reason any longer. So I halted my order taking and promotion and went on hiatus. I came back to Brunei in、um, March twenty twenty two when COVID was going around. It was starting to get serious, and shipping overseas and. That entire shipping business was it stopped or it slowed down to the point where it didn't even exist, and so I couldn't start back up. It wasn't something that I could just I couldn't I, there was no way for me to start it up again because of the lack of shipping, which is which is what was the most important thing. So it just it just stopped. I guess I tried getting back on it when things got better, but it didn't take off. The market was too saturated with similar stores, and I had no advantage anymore. And my target market, people my age, started to have their own cards and didn't need my help anymore, because they were adults now, and as I, as was I. So I simply just stopped my business. Well, not completely. I do take orders here and there from people I know. It's usually for importing things that requires legal documents. From the U.S. or something like electronics or Bluetooth things that you need like a permit.、Um, I help people import that since they don't know how to do it, and so that's what I do now. And I also make like custom crochet. I learned how to crochet, and I made like I make like dolls and I sell them like a, a few of them. And at that point, I guess the entrepreneur in me died. And how do I say this? Yeah, it just it was not something I was passionate about anymore. It didn't really bring a rush. It didn't 
help. I mean, uh, yeah. So now that was my story of what I was, and I'm so proud of proud. Sorry, and I was so proud of myself for that. I am still proud of myself for that. I did so many things for someone who was 15. I think that was incredible, because there was not many 15 year olds trying to make money back then. I think there's a lot more now, but six to seven years ago, there wasn't any I knew, and I'm proud and happy that I got to experience that. It taught me about money and how to use a bank and how businesses work and about bookkeeping, bookkeeping, <laughs> bookkeeping, and profit margins and all sorts of stuff. Now, for the second part, also as mentioned in the title, why I stopped being one. It's not just because my previous business. Died. It went out of business. Not because of that, but there's something more deep to it. Like I said, the entrepreneur in me died. The girl boss in me died, and I'm not sure if she'll come back up again. Um. So in the foreseeable future, I don't think I'll have my own business. At least not to the scale that I had a few years ago. I don't think it'll it'll happen. I think it may be because I got burnt out. I mean, I did that. Business for more than four years, full time, but yeah, I think this phase is over for me. And being my own boss and employee was very fun and liberating. My family still encourages it. They, my family, think working for someone else is something something bad, like something to be ashamed of. They kind of look down on things like that. Working for someone, not being the boss, they don't like that idea. And for me, as of now. As of what I'm thinking about, my future job or some etc., I think I'd rather have my boss tell me what to do. Someone to give me a salary monthly as I do the job I'm supposed to do. Business is hard. As a business major, I can see that. So I don't think I'll ever want to be the boss, do all the thinking. I, uh, I don't want. I don't know if I want to do that again. Well, we'll see. We don't know what the future holds, but as of now, that's not what I want. Side hustles are a trend now. Being an entrepreneur seems almost like a trend of sorts. Every other person is doing it, which is good—a good trend, of course. I'm not looking down on anything, but it's just not the trend for me, not anymore. And and they're so encouraged. It's almost as if you're deemed more successful when you have a side hustle than you are without one. But honestly, some people like myself just want stability—a nine-to-five job that pays. People like me exist. And wanting this is okay. If you are like this, it's okay. Wanting a job, boring job is okay. With a stable pay is okay. For me, I have other ideas to make my life more interesting. But yeah, I don't want to be the boss anymore. I don't want to be the one staying up late thinking of strategies and thing. And that's okay. For a while, I frowned at myself at thinking like this since it drilled since it's been drilled into my brain that working for someone else is a good thing. And after I broke out of that, it was easier to accept and understand my own decision. How long was this? Ooh, that was twenty minutes. <laughs> this is a long one. So, girl boss, uh, being my own boss uh, at this moment, not something I want. Maybe it'll change. I feel like it might, or it might not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we shall see. But thank you so much for listening. If you reached this far, <laughs> thank you so much. And bye. I'll see y'all in the next episode.